Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Amen. All right. We're in my video department. If you'll go ahead, we're going to go right on through the nuggets. And uh, I trust that the people will be blessed. If you'll just put up nugget number one. Ooh, here we go. Your tongue is the most potent weapon in this world. Come on, say it again. Your tongue is the most potent weapon in this world. Nugget number two. I am going to believe for the blessing. Now, your tongue is the most important or the most forceful, potent force in the world. And with the tongue, you're either going to declare, I believe or I don't believe. But we're declaring, I am believing for the blessing. Oh, Jesus. How many of you are believing for the blessing? Nugget number three, please. Money moves and is moving toward me. Now, if you can sit there and don't say nothing on that, I'm telling you, you're in serious trouble. Because, oh, God, come on. Money moves. Do you know that? Money moves. There's a reason why I wish I had time. I would break it down to you in the word of God. Why they call money currency. And because money is in a current. And the more there is a current, the more possibility there is money. And we're certainly living in tumultuous times. I mean, you're talking about a current. Man, it's been, it's been a whole lot of stuff going on. But in the midst of this this current of this pandemic that we have been experiencing, there have been people making more money than they've ever made when things were not the way they have been. Because money moves, and money moves in a current. Oh, gee. Oh, nugget, put nugget on my horn. I started to do something. Nugget what? Go to nugget number four. I will diligently obey the voice of the Lord. Come on, say it again. I will diligently obey the voice of the Lord. Let that sink in. God, I repent right now. Every time you were spoken to me and I didn't obey, or I tried to rationalize it away because you asked me to do something that I really didn't want to do. But today, God, today and going forward, amen, I will diligently obey the voice of the Lord. Nugget number five, the last one, please. I am redeemed into God's blessings. I am redeemed into God's blessings. As, as we're saying, I am redeemed into God's blessings, I, I want you to take a, uh, to take a journey in, in, on the canvas of your imagination. And as you're declaring, I'm redeemed into God's blessings, see everything leaving your life that's not a blessing. See, see everything leaving your life that has been draining your life. Because God didn't come to drain your life. He came to give you life. And so if there's anything in your life that is draining your life, God didn't send it. That, that is not connected to the blessing. And we are connected to the blessing because we're connected to God. Amen? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 21. Notice I'm trying to tone it down a little bit. I get excited real easy because the Lord has done great and mighty things for me. And I can't, I just can't do something half-hearted. 
It's all the way, it's all in or nothing. Look at this in Proverbs chapter 18. Look at this, Proverbs 18, verse 21. Ready? Let's read Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life. Death and life. Death and life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Oh, my goodness. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Is, is this good? So your little tongue is the most potent weapon in this world. Your, your little tongue, that, that little thing that is stuck in the middle of your head, that little thing uh, has, has the potential to bless your life or complicate your life predicated on what you allow it to say. Ooh, Jesus. Death is in your mouth, potentially. Life is in your mouth, potentially. And what will come out of your mouth is predicated on what you've been thinking. For the word of God says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so his mouth will speak. The Bible says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will declare. Can somebody say amen to this truth? I'm going to believe for the blessing. Now, you can just sit there and don't participate, but I'm telling you, there's a blessing if you participate. Come on, say it. I am believing God for the blessing. I'm going to believe God starting right now for the blessing in my life. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. We were there last week or the last service, but let's go back there and discover some things in Deuteronomy chapter 28. And let's look together at verse number five. Deuteronomy 28, verse five. Look what it says. It says, blessed shall, you, blessed shall be your baskets and your kneeling bowl. Blessed shall be when you come in, verse six, and blessed shall you be, Steve, when you go out. Ooh, I like this. How many of you like this? Look at verse number seven. The Lord, who will? The Lord will cause your enemies. Ooh, Jesus. I'm prophesying to somebody. You're getting ready to face a battle. I'm telling you, I'm warning you now. You're getting ready to go into battle. You're getting ready to face opposition. You're getting ready to face an obstacle. But I'm here to tell you today that this battle that you're about to encounter, this battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. This battle, all you're going to do is just stand still in faith and believe God. And you're going to witness the power of God working on your behalf against your enemies. Wow. Look at this. Look at this. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneeling bowl. Blessed shall be you be when you come in. And blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who will rise up against you to be defeated before your eyes. I know that's the truth. 
in this journey of pastoring this great ministry for over 30-something years, I've encountered a whole lot of enemies. And I didn't mind the enemies that would come against me outside of the house, but I'm telling you, it's something else when your enemies attack you in your own house. But praise be to Jesus, whether your enemies attack you outside the house or in the house, it does not dilute the promises of God. God said, wherever your enemies show up, amen, I will defeat them on your behalf because I place my blessing. I place my blessing on your life. And blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. In other words, pastor, the people who've been running you down and talking about you, God is saying, I'm going to let your enemies live long enough to see me bless you. Hallelujah. God's not going to let your enemies die until they see the goodness of God resting on your life. Hallelujah. That's good news to somebody. Hallelujah. They shall come out against you one way, but they'll flee from you Seven different ways. The Lord will command the, who Jesus. Look at verse eight. The Lord will command the blessing. Somebody ought to just give God praise for about 10 seconds and thank him that you have a command blessing on your life. Listen, when, when God has commanded a blessing on your life, no demon in hell can take it off of you. Nobody in jealousy or envy Hallelujah. Nobody can take it off of you because God has commanded a blessing on you. I'm getting excited because I know without a shadow of a doubt that God has commanded a blessing on my life. Hallelujah. And on my family. Hallelujah. And on my children. And God has commanded a blessing on Harvest Church. And God has commanded a blessing on the members who are hooked up. And God has commanded a blessing on our E-Church members who are hooked up. And God has commanded a blessing on those who are tuning in right now. And you're not on the sideline, but you're participating. God has commanded a blessing on my spiritual sons and daughters and the ministries that are aligned with this house. There's a command blessing that's on you. There's a command blessing on you. And if there's three or four people in your house, you need to touch one or two of them and tell them that the command blessing is on me. The Lord will command a blessing on you in your storehouse. And in all to which you set your hands, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, and I'm telling you, I'm a blessed man in Kansas City, Missouri. And wherever you are, you have to declare if you're in Tupelo, Mississippi, if there's anybody blessed in Mississippi, the blessing is on me. If you're in Ohio, if you're in Michigan, or you listen, if you're in Colorado, the command blessing if you're in the Longhorn State, the command blessing if you're in Maryland, the command blessing is upon if you're in Virginia, if you're in North Carolina, the command if you're in Georgia, the command blessing is upon me. I don't care if you're in Alabama, the command blessing, hallelujah, will make a difference in your life in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The command blessing will bless you in the hills of West Virginia. God's blessing is not limited to your location. Wherever you are, the blessing, the command blessing will find you. 
Hallelujah to Jesus. And because we're not playing hide and seek, I'm not hiding from the blessing. I'm, I'm wide open. Here I am, God. Lay it on me. Glory to God forevermore. Is this blessing anybody? Money moves. Money moves. And money is moving toward me right now. Money is moving toward this ministry and my family right now. You better open your mouth and say something. Didn't we just read that life and death is in the power of your confession? You're going to have what you say. Money moves and money is moving toward me, not away from me. God is placing me on the heart of people who don't even know me who are called by God to bless me so that I can bring the vision of this house to pass. There's some things that we're needing to do right now, and it's going to cost us about $2.3 million to get it done. And while I'm speaking, God is touching the hearts of men and women right now who God has blessed, hallelujah to Jesus, for such a time as this and such a project that we have in this place. Now the question becomes, are you going to be obedient? But if you be willing and obedient, God said, you'll eat the good of the land. You need to know this. Every time you release a seed, an obedient seed, that seed never leaves your life. It never leaves your life. It never leaves your life. And you can't be too good to the things of God and God not be better to you. Hallelujah. Are you, are you listening to You may be in a position to bless this ministry with a million dollars. I've been confessing that, that somebody was going to give us a million dollars so that we could do what we need to do. And you might be the person that God is moving on right now. And I'm telling you, I don't mind sending you the invoice. I'll show you where every penny's been spent. But in the name of Jesus, God is telling you to release it. I'm commanding you to release it. Because if you release it, then God is also going to release something to you. Because anything God tells you to release and you don't release it, you can't keep it. But if God tells you to release it and you release it, then God releases a double blessing on your life. Hallelujah to God. Is this blessing anybody right now? I said, is this blessing anybody right now? I said, money moves. I said money moves. You remember in Matthew chapter 17 where the Jesus and the disciples were confronted by the politicians talking about, are you all going to pay taxes? You remember that? You all going to pay taxes? And Jesus told the disciples, he said, now go down to the brook, go down to the river, go down to the lake, and the first fish you catch, read that in Matthew chapter 17. Jesus said, the first fish you catch, open up his mouth, and inside of it, you're going to take out the money. Now, there's two things that I want us all to see here. One is, is that uh, the disciples, they obeyed the command of God. And the second thing, the fish obeyed him too. Good God of mercy. Which lets us know that whatever Adam lost in the fall, Jesus restored because of his life. Whatever dominion Adam lost, Jesus regained it because Jesus said, go down to the river. And the first fish, not the sixth fish, not the seventh fish, or pull in a boatload of fish and you might find some money. He said the what? 
the first fish you catch, look in its mouth and take what you get out of the fish and go pay our taxes. Good God of mercy. So, so the miracle happened because Jesus told the disciples what to do and they obeyed. And because they obeyed, the fish obeyed. So when you obey God to do something, somebody else will obey God to do their part. Hallelujah to Jesus. So my part today was to declare the word of the Lord that God has raised up people for the financial ministry to give to places that are ordained by God. And so I've declared it. So it's got to come in. And don't look around in your house. God's talking to you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Is this blessing anybody other than myself? Hallelujah to God. So when you get it in your study time, read Matthew chapter uh, 17. Look at around verse 27. And you just read that whole story and you'll see what I'm saying. That the disciples, the miracle was Jesus told them to do something and they did it. And when they did their part, the fish did his part. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. Now let's go to Proverbs chapter 10. I'm almost finished. I told you I wouldn't be long. Proverbs chapter 10. I'm ready for this. I'm, I said, I'm ready for this. I said, I'm ready for this. God is in the blessing business, and I'm in the business to be blessed. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. I said, God is in the blessing business, and I'm in the business to be blessed. Good God, I never said that before. Boy, that sound good. God is in the blessing business, and I am in the business of being blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed to be a blessing. Are you in Proverbs chapter 10? Look at verse, look at verse number 22. Proverbs 10, verse, verse uh, 22. You there? The blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Notice the blessing of the Lord. In other words, you don't have to get in some pyramid scheme. You know, you don't have to get in all those old crooked, crooked ideals of, of hustling your friends. All you do when you get in all that stuff is you, you wind up, you're breaking relationship with your friend. No, no, do it God's way. You ain't got to lie. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to lose your integrity. But if you'll do it God's way. Now, God's way is not overnight, but the Bible says little by little, little by little. You take one step, you take another step. It's, it's a progression in God. But ultimately, you get there. And, and the more you develop, the more God will put on you. The more you develop, the more you can be trusted with, the more God will entrust you with. The, the, the more faithful you become, the more committed you are, the more your word is true, the more God will, will shower on you. The more faithful you are, well, the more God will trust you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are you in Proverbs chapter uh, 10, verse 22? L listen to it in the Amplified. Uh, listen, listen, listen to this. Same, same chapter and verse. Listen to the message. God's blessings makes life rich. The message Bible says God's blessings makes truly life rich. God's blessings. Nothing we do can improve on God. Wow. 
Did you, did you get that? The blessings of the Lord makes one. I, I like the riches of God, and I love getting rich God's way. Because when you get rich God's way, you don't have to sacrifice your integrity. You don't have to sacrifice your family, your marriage. You don't have to lie on your income tax. I, I mean, you're just doing it God's way. And here's the blessing. When you allow God to do it, then you can be secure and rest because if God has done it, no man has enough power to take it away. Is, is, this, is this good news? So God, God has the power. The blessings of the Lord, it makes one rich. The blessing makes you rich. Come on now. You got you to gotta agree with this word. Is, it, is this in your Bible? The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Well, if the blessings of the Lord makes one rich, how come you can't be the one? Glory be to Jesus. Is this good? The blessing of the Lord not only makes one rich, but the blessings of the Lord, it touches your spirit. The blessings of the Lord, it touches your soul. The blessings of the Lord, it also touches your body. The blessings of the Lord, it touches your family. The blessing of the Lord, amen, will have an impact on your finances. The blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord will affect positively every area of your life. Oh, my. So today, right now, come on, say this out loud. Say it to yourself or say it to somebody. Right now, by faith, I'm stepping into the blessing. Come on, say it to somebody. Say it to yourself. Talk to your dog, your cat, the fish in the fish tank. Talk to the screen. Talk to your iPhone. Talk to your iPad and say, right now, by faith, I'm stepping into the blessing. Now, some of you didn't step. You notice I put myself in a position where I could step because faith without works is dead. Right now, I'm stepping into the blessings of God. So when I step into the blessing, that means I stepped out of something. All I know, whatever I stepped out of wasn't as good as what I stepped into. Hallelujah. I didn't say back there was bad, but I'm saying what, however good it was, when I stepped out of it, I stepped into something better. Ooh, Jesus. I stepped into another level of the blessings of God in and through my life. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 28, and let's close out. Deuteronomy 28. And let's look at verse, uh, verse number 9. Deuteronomy 28, look at verse 9, where we stop. Where we talked about in verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing. Look at verse number 9. The Lord will establish you as his holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commands, if you keep the commands, if you keep the commands of God, if you're obedient to God, if you keep the commands of God, if you keep the commands of God, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God, and walk in his way. Are you listening to me? So God says, who we? God says, if you keep my word and you walk in the way of the word, God says, your life will show evidence. God says, 
If, you, if you're obedient to my word and you walk according to my statutes, God says there'll be evidence in your life. In other words, people may not like you, but they'll see the blessings of God on your life. And if they're mad because God is blessing you, they need to get ready because they're going to get madder than that. Are you, is, this, is this good? The Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by my name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. In other words, God said, if you're obedient to me, if you're faithful to me, if you'll do what I tell you to do, I'm going to put you on display. God said, I'm going to put you on display. You don't have to sell drugs. You don't have to lie. You don't have to hook and crook. God said, isn't that something? Why is it that when a person is that's serving God and loving God, if they're walking in blessings, they have to be doing something wrong? Could the blessings that we see on your life, couldn't it be because God's blessing you? Hallelujah. This is an obedience to the word of the Lord. Is this good? So they're going to be blessed only as they obey God. So according to the word of God, we're only are going to be blessed to the degree that we obey God. We're only going to be blessed to the degree that we obey God. Loving God Remember in our PowerPoint, loving God, loving God means obeying him. So you can't say you love God and then you don't do what he tell you to do. Loving God is being obedient to what he's called us to do. Loving God means obeying him. Say that with me. Loving God means obeying him. Say it again. Loving God means obeying him. Say it one more time. Loving God means obeying him. So loving God is more than just you saying it. As a matter of fact, if you say it and we don't see actions or proof, then what you're saying is a lie. Because truly loving God is obeying him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my word. If you love me, keep my commandments. So there's no way in the world that we can truly love God and then God tells us something to do and then we walk away from him like he didn't say anything. I know that's sobering. You know, one man said it's tight, but it's right. But it's the truth. See, it's like in a marriage, it's like in a family. If you're, if you're telling your spouse or your children that you love them and there's no evidence, then after a period of time, your words won't mean a thing because if you really love, you're going to give. One of the things you are automatic, that's why you'll always know somebody who is connected to God because if you're connected to God, you're going to give. For God the Father so loved the world that he what? Love will always give. Love will always give. And so you, when you talk about people in church who don't tithe and don't give an offering, tithing is not their problem. Offering is not their problem. Their love walk is a problem. They don't love God enough to do that part of the covenant that he's commanded us to do. Ooh-wee. Is this, is this good now? So the two greatest commandments, the two greatest, I'm going to close with this, the two greatest commandments of the New Testament. Let's go to the first synoptic gospel, chapter 22. First synoptic gospel, chapter 22. Matthew, chapter 22. 
Let's, let's go there so that we can see the two greatest commandments of the New Testament. The two greatest commandments of the New Testament. Look at this. Look at verse 37. 22, 37. Jesus said to him, who, who said this? Now, whatever we're getting ready to read next, we know who said it. Jesus said it. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is, come on, this is the first. So you, so you don't have to say first unless something's going to come second. You never have to use the word first if that's the only thing that's going to happen. This is the first and the greatest commandment. What is the first and the greatest commandment? Is that you love your God with all your soul, with all your mind, with, with, with all your being. The, the first commandment is what? That you love God with all your mind with all your soul, with all your being. What's the first commandment? The first commandment, the first commandment in the New Testament. There's only two great commandments in the New Testament. And the first is that you and I love God above all else. And then the second commandment is what? And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love what? Your neighbor as yourself. The reason the world has gone mad is because the world doesn't have love. And what they call love is not love at all. Because if you love your brother, you won't kill him. If you love your brother, you won't hurt him. If you love your brothers and sisters, you won't steal from them. So the problem in our society and the problem that's in the world today is that we're in a world that is absent of the love of God. They don't love God and they don't love you. They'll shoot you over your tennis shoes because they don't have the love of God. Is this good? So the first commandment is that we're to love God with all of our hearts and then love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Oh my. So God says, if you love yourself, love your neighbor likewise. Love God first, and then love your neighbor like you love yourself. Amen? I said amen? Because obedience to God, the key to obedience to God is to be in love with him. I have no problem doing what God tells me to do if God is first in every area of my life. It's easy to tithe if you love him. It's easy to give offerings. It's easy to give financial support to the work of God if you love him. Now, if you don't believe something is the work of God, then certainly, you know, you, you got some issues there. But, but certainly you can find somewhere because it's required of God that all of us sow. You have to sow so that you can reap. Amen? I said amen? So let's close with this in John 10.10. 10. John chapter 10, verse number 10. Redeemed into the God's blessings. But the key for, of the blessings flowing in our lives is that we have to be obedient to God. And the first commandment, the first of the two commandments in the New Testament 
is that we love God more than we love anything else. Let, let me ask you a question. Is there anything in your life right now that you love more than God? If God was to ask you right now to give up this or to give up that, would you struggle with letting it go? Because you love that thing more than you love being obedient to God? You see, for you to walk in the blessings of the Lord, God has to be first in every area of your life. God wants to be first, not second. You see, God is requiring of us to love him more than our wives, to love God more than our husbands. And get this, mothers, you love your children. God put that love there. But your love is not to be greater for your children than your love is for God. Because it's God who gave you those children. We're not to love anything more than we love God. We're not to love money. The Bible talks about mammon, that you can't serve two masters. Look at John 10.10. 10. Are you there? John chapter 10. What, 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 what does it say in John chapter 10? Verse number 10. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it. How? That you might have it more abundantly. So your greatest resistance to the curse, the, your greatest resistance to the curse so that you can walk in the blessings, your greatest resistance to the curse is obedience to God and to his word. When you're obedient to God, when you're obedient to the spirit of God, when you're obedient to the voice of God, when you are obedient to the word of God, then there's no place for the devil to exercise his authority in and through your life. The Bible says, Jesus half brother, he said, submit yourselves to God and resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So God is requiring us for us to have the blessing, the command blessing, to rest and abide on our lives is that we must be obedient to the word of Almighty God. Come on, say this with me as we close. Come on, stand to your feet and say this with me. Matter of fact, lift both your hands to heaven. We're going to make a declaration. I will diligently, come on, say it, in your home, in your office, wherever you're watching this broadcast, let's say this together. Let's, let's release this energy into the atmosphere to produce for our lives. I will diligently obey the voice of the Lord. God's peace rules in my heart and my life. I am increasing and succeeding in all God has called me to do. My children are blessed. My marriage is blessed. My business is blessed. My life is blessed. My home is blessed. My investments is blessed. My bank account is blessed. My church is blessed. Glory be to Jesus. God, come on, say it. God is the source of all of my abundance. God is the source of all of my abundance. I honor God. I will honor God. 
with all of my increase. God promised to rebuke the devourer for my sake. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am redeemed right now and forever into the blessings of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.